guys, welcome to Cine Scoop. I'm Danny. You may follow me on Twitter. You may not. If you do, thanks very much for the support, kids. Uh, <laughs> I don't have that many followers on there though, so I'm not surprised if you don't. Um, but thanks for taking the time to listen to the first episode of Cine Scoop. Basically, I've always described myself as a film buff and I'm crazy over films. I'm always watching films. I always have a very, very long and extensive list of films that I am planning to see and a very long and extensive list of films that I've seen. And so I'm always keeping track of films that I've watched. And because I've watched so many, I usually have all of these jumbled up rambly thoughts in my head about the films that I've just witnessed and I love talking to people about films and sharing experiences and opinions with people on films that I've watched so I thought why not put all of that into one place by doing a podcast and this way I can interact with people about films I can get my opinions about films out there in a way that I kind of want to and so that's how I came up with the idea of Cine Scoop. so thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to the first episode I hope you guys enjoy it um, because I've certainly enjoyed thinking up the ideas for this first episode and the episodes to follow there will be some guests and um, people that I know that are going to join me on these podcasts later on down the line and hopefully I'll be able to answer some questions from Twitter, so on and so forth, um, in this episode and in others as well. So thanks so much, guys. Um, so the first episode, today's episode, will be surrounding what constitutes as a horror film. Now, horror is probably my favourite film genre. Um, I am crazy when it comes to horror films. And sometimes I struggle with certain films that are defined as horror films but when I've watched them I haven't necessarily considered them horror films myself so this episode is going to be all about exploring what it means to be a horror film and kind of taking a close in-depth look at those films that kind of bridge the gap between horror and non-horror so for example films like Silence of the Lambs Jaws, Seven, those kind of films. And I'm also going to be looking at some films that I haven't necessarily seen myself, films that I've been suggested to explore, the marketing of certain films and how that means that they are misconstrued as horror when they're not or vice versa. So yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a look at how films are defined as horror films and whether they truly are at their core a horror film so if you guys want to hear more about that please keep on listening I really appreciate it if you do and let's explore the core of horror films together okay so the first film that I really want to talk about in this podcast for the reason that it bridges the gap in my opinion between horror and non-horror specifically thriller is Jaws the 1975 film by Steven Spielberg now of course 
anyone who has seen this film knows that due to its nature, due to it being about a giant fucking shark, it's got some real horror elements. There are extremely tense moments that have you on the edge of your seat, and there are some particularly gross, gory moments. There's even a jump scare at one point, which, you know, for the 70s was pretty rad. So, as I said, sharks are a huge fear for some, and I totally understand why. And there are a lot of times where I've encountered people discussing the film, saying when they first watched it, when it first came out, they couldn't even go in open water anymore because it traumatised them so much. But to me, when I watched the film, it didn't have enough scary content to constitute it as a horror film, in my opinion. Yes, there's murder, mutilation, and a giant shark, so its content is pretty gruesome, but maybe it's just because I don't find sharks a huge fear for me personally, and I just never found it to be as chilling as I've seen other people describe it to be. Um, It was tense, it definitely had me guessing right up to the last minute and, you know, the ability of someone as brilliant as Steven Spielberg to be able to do that to a viewer is absolutely apparent in the film throughout. But to me, when I see people describe Jaws as a horror film, I get a little bit sceptical. In my opinion, I would probably class it more as an action-slash-thriller, and I know that, again, that is quite a loose term, but it's a little bit more fitting, in my opinion, than the term horror film, because I feel like the subject matter, for me, isn't scary enough. I mean, sure, I wouldn't like to be stranded on a boat in the middle of the ocean with a giant shark prowling underneath uh, the waves waiting to chew me up, but visually and, you know, personally, it's just not something that really shits me up. However, my friend Chloe did say that when she watched it, 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 it did frighten her quite a bit. So, yeah, and I know that sharks are a widespread fear for some, so I get it. I get why people would consider it a horror film. For me, the subject matter of the film is too subjective for it to be called a horror film. Um, And I think that the scary elements of the film, the the parts of the film that can be considered chilling and upsetting are too few and far between for it to be truly considered as a horror film but that is my opinion I'm pretty sure that when the film was first released it was renowned for being absolutely terrifying and as I've said I've seen plenty of people who watched it as kids in that era who have openly said that they cannot or could not for a long time go into open water because they were afraid that Jaws was going to come out of the deep and ensnare them so yeah I get it I understand it's just problematic for me because I find it incredibly hard to place it comfortably into the horror 
genre so if you think Jaws is a certifiable horror film then you can at me on my twitter saxondales and tell me i'm wrong um which i'll probably appreciate to be fair so yeah i'm just putting it out there that i don't think that jaws fits comfortably into the category of horror but i get why i get why people would be frightened of it just me personally i can't get on board with the fear factor Okay, so the next film I really want to discuss as part of this episode is Seven, the 1995 film directed by David Fincher and starring Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt. Now, of course, if you haven't seen this film, this film surrounds two detectives investigating a string of deaths that are based around the seven deadly sins. Now, again, this film has its share of horror elements. Some of the deaths are grotesque and one of them even involves something that is akin to a jump scare and definitely freaked me out the first time I watched it. But these moments of what one might call horror are widely dispersed throughout the film. And I know there's seven deaths, but some of them are less grotesque and jarring than others. So, and there's a lot of dialogue in between the subsequent deaths. So a lot of the parts that can be considered scary, I think, are few and far between. Now, a lot of the film is centred on the dichotomy between Brad Pitt's unorthodox rogue cop and Morgan Freeman's tired near-retiree. And to me, that is what swallows up a lot of the possibilities for horror um because there is this emerging relationship between them it's focusing more on that and their attempts to catch this unknown killer than it is focused on the deaths and although the deaths take up a large amount of the film and are poignant within the film because of the killer's nature and that is really the unique part about the murderer in this film to me they are too widely spread out for it to be considered anything close to horror and although the deaths are quite disgusting and quite disturbing they don't for the most part really scare me i watched this um film with my friend emily from uni and she watched it for the first time and you know she'd heard things about it she'd heard that it was quite frightening and quite jarring and she was a little bit apprehensive to watch it but when she did watch it she didn't find it scary so i think because of the nature of the film and the nature of what it's about people get this misconception that it's a horror film um, that it's really gruesome that it's really disturbing when in actual fact it's not um in my opinion sure it's pretty bloody gross um i just sounded like alan partridge then i'm pretty sure um <laughs> but 
it's pretty bloody gross but it's more to me a psychological thriller than it is a horror so if anyone for anyone who's seen it if you think of that part where they're running after the murderer in the corridor of the apartment building and Brad breaks out of the apartment building and has to pursue the murderer in the rain it's more thriller-like in style and tone overall than it is horror. I think those kind of parts of the film dominate it a lot more um, than, you know, the gruesome, creepy parts of the murders. And while they are part and parcel as well, I just think that the tone and style is definitely more akin to a thriller, albeit a bit darker than perhaps some of the thrillers that were coming out around the same time like The Fugitive like LA Confidential it definitely took on a darker tone but does that darker tone constitute it to be a horror probably not although I can't deny that there are some gruesome horrific parts in it <laughs> um but yeah to me again this is a film that I struggle to place into the horror genre fully i think it's again one of those films that just bridges the gap okay so the next film i want to talk about with regard to the difficulties of classing a horror film is Silence of the Lambs. Now, this one frustrates me because I always keep going back and forth on it. And eventually, I've come to the conclusion that I would not class Silence of the Lambs as a horror film. Now, many people would probably be outraged and say, you're completely wrong. Um, And I get that. Totally understand that. Um, For me, Silence of the Lambs falls more within the realm of a psychological thriller and there are some moments which chill me they don't scare me they just chill me for example meeting Hannibal Lecter for the first time when Clarice rounds the corridor and he's just stood there standing staring at her waiting for her to arrive it fucking chills me to the bone but I'm not terrified by it. It mainly just made me feel extremely tensed. And, you know, other parts of that scene grossed me out, which I won't go into on this podcast. You guys know what I'm talking about, um, if you've seen it. Um, But yeah, and I know, again, this film focuses around the hunt for a serial killer. And at the forefront of its film is a cannibal. (laughs) So, you know, it's got those elements to potentially be horrific and well within the horror genre. I just think that the way the film works around them make it so that it's not, and it's harder to pick out the horror elements in it. Of course, the serial killer in the film the infamous buffalo bill is readily unpleasant as a character the things that he does are horrific but it didn't 
leave me terrified. It mainly just made me tense. Um, for example, I don't want to spoil anything for people that haven't watched the film. If you haven't watched it, it's a fucking great film and you should. Um, but the climax of the film with the infrared lens and the cat and mouse search between Buffalo Bill and Clarice, that final showdown, didn't scare me. I was worried for Clarice. I was I was tense for the the sake of the protagonist of the film but it mainly just made my heart race. I wasn't terrified. Um, And I think that's down to the way that the film handled it. I think the tone of the film has a huge bearing on the way that we receive it as an audience. And then in turn, that impacts how we classify it. And there are probably people that would listen to me saying this and scream no you're completely wrong um for example my um friend from work who's also called chloe um her opinion on silence of the lambs was that it definitely is a horror she saw a clip of it on gogglebox and it ruined her entire night because she was so terrified she didn't want to go to the bathroom by herself um so yeah as I said, film is completely subjective. I just don't think it includes enough horror exposition and tone for it to be considered truly a horror film. For me, it fits more snugly into the realm of psychological thriller. And yeah, that's just my opinion on Silence of the Lambs. The things that personally scare me when it comes down to horror films, because I, I, I bet you're probably thinking, well, well, what the fuck does scare you then? You, you said Jaws isn't a horror film. You don't think Silence of the Lambs is a horror film. For me, the things that scare me when it comes to film are imagery and sounds that I can't really comprehend. Um, for example, The Exorcist is something that I constantly refer to when I'm talking about what scares me and probably why I struggle to perceive these other films that I've mentioned so far as horror. So The Exorcist is my archetypal example because a lot of the imagery in the film, a lot of the the noise, particularly the demon of the voice, my brain can't really process so it terrifies me it just scares me um because i can't really understand it and it sticks with me and it just freaks me the fuck out and despite what our lord and savior william peter blatty said about the exorcist of the film he said at its core it's not a horror film to me (laughs) the exorcist is definitely within the realm of horror because it scared me and I don't think that necessarily works the same for Silence of the Lambs. Yes there are moments which chilled me, yes there are moments which were certainly jarring and freaked me out, particularly the scenes with Buffalo Bill, but I just find it quite difficult to place it in the realm of horror. I think the word horror is bandied about quite a lot and I just don't think it can be very easily applied to Silence of the Lambs because, as I said, the tone of the film renders it more of a thriller for me Um, because it is that 
that race to find the murderer, the same as Seven, um, really kind of the same as Jaws, like they're racing to find the shark and get rid of it. So that pacing of the film, that that objective sort of nullifies some of the stronger horror, horror elements that could be included for me. So if you guys disagree with that, I don't really blame you. I've had a lot of people that have said, you don't think Silence of the Lambs is a horror film? I've just gone, no, not really. Um, So a film is completely subjective and I I understand anyone that would disagree with me. That's just my opinion on the film. I think that it doesn't necessarily fit very well into the horror genre. So those were the three big boys that I wanted to talk about in terms of the films that I struggle with constituting as horror. I would probably give a nice little shout out to the likes of 10 Cloverfield Lane and its predecessor Cloverfield. Um, I think the issue with sci-fi films um, and and films with sci-fi in it is that, again, the tone of the film and the overriding elements of sci-fi negate the horror for me I mean the worst thing for me about Cloverfield is that I couldn't actually sit up to watch it I had to lie down the entire time because I felt so motion sick from the camera work that if I sat up to try and focus on the film I was pretty sure that I was going to throw up which is lovely (laughs) for the first episode of this podcast but yeah there were some pretty scary moments I thought that the creature design was fascinating um but it didn't scare me and the same goes for 10 Cloverfield Lane I thought that the premise was interesting I thought the acting was fantastic but to me it was more tense than it was horror and I think the exact the exact definition that is given on the Wikipedia Um, article for 10 Cloverfield Lane is that it's a 2016 American science fiction psychological horror film (laughs) and I think it's fitting that the word horror comes last in that string of genres that it's been attributed with because to me the science fiction and psychological elements completely override any possibilities for horror in 10 Cloverfield Lane there are some pretty tense moments and there were moments that got my heart racing especially for the protagonist played by um mary elizabeth winstead yeah winstead um i was gonna say master masterson then for a second um too many mary elizabeths okay um but yeah i think that it was more tense than anything and the whole relationship between the three main characters was definitely more in keeping with the psychological thriller element that I keep referring to um, with regard to these films that are often, in my opinion, misconstrued as horror. So I just wanted to give those two a little bit of a shout out as well because I often see them referred to as horror and of course Cloverfield kind of came within that upsurge of found footage horror films and for that reason it was always referred to as a horror um which i don't necessarily agree with it is probably the better of the found footage films but horror is 
and should be very loosely applied for the type of film that Cloverfield is because to me it surrounds more sci-fi elements and they kind of negate the horror for me. Um, Not in the same way that perhaps the likes of Alien does because I think what Alien, the 1979 film by Ridley Scott, does really well is that it blends the sci-fi and horror in equal amounts. So despite that sci-fi futuristic space exposition, the brilliance of the xenomorph and the way it appears is extremely horrific. And that's why it's more frightening and I think more easily classes itself into the horror genre than perhaps 10 Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield, for example. So that's just kind of me theorising how films can have horror elements, but because of the nature of them and the other elements that are in them, reduce the horror and therefore don't necessarily apply themselves very well to the horror genre anymore so yeah that's kind of just my opinion on those boys uh if you disagree as i said drop me a tweet i really don't mind i love to have discussions with people on films so i really don't mind if you disagree um that's just me and my opinion um so there we go Speaking of found footage horror, actually, um, me and my mum were talking the other night about the mystery of the Blair Witch Project, and it kind of got us thinking, why on earth is the Blair Witch Project considered a horror film? Because there's really nothing in it. And, you know, I've been going on about these films that include horror elements, but still aren't really horror films because the other elements negate the amount of horror in it and then I and then we were talking the other night and my mum was like well the Blair Witch Project hasn't got anything in it and I found myself arguing the case that the Blair Witch Project is still a horror film and I think that's because it traumatized me so much so that's why I think I said I understand why people would still personally call Jaws a horror film because the subject matter and the way it affects someone can affect the way they classify it so for me you know there's not really anything really horrific in the in the Blair Witch Project um nothing really happens it's all subjective and it's it's part of the imagination and it's up to you the viewer to perceive what's there and if there is anything there at all. And there are so many theories surrounding what actually happens in the Blair Witch Project and why. But I remember watching the Blair Witch Project and not being able to rid that last image before the end credits rolling from my mind. And that's why... I've always classed it as a horror film because it's always picked my brain. It's always caused me to think 
because it's not really something that I've been able to comprehend or understand and that's why it sticks with me and that impact in my opinion is why I would consider it a horror film it's the same with The Shining um there are parts in The Shining that are definitely chilling but nothing really scares me up until the end scene the picture on the wall at the end of Jack in the party in the 1920s when I first watched that film I couldn't wrap my head around why that photo was there and how he came to be in that photo and all of the mystery surrounding the hotel had the hotel claimed him as their own now was the picture just a metaphor for all the souls that were trapped in the hotel or was it that Jack had been there all along and he was predestined to come to this hotel and you know it was almost like could it be almost like a doppelganger effect and I just that thought-provoking element of those films the things that really got under my skin were the reasons why I've always considered them to be horror films. Um, You know, the likes of Silence of the Lambs and Seven, you know what's happening. Although, you know, Buffalo Bill and the murderer from Seven, John Doe, are horrific characters and you you don't really want to be able to understand them because they're just sick, twisted individuals. What's What they're doing is there, it's on screen, it's, it's understandable because it's murder. The films that really chill me are the films where you can't exactly wrap your head around what's going on and that those are the bits that really chill me so that discussion with my mum the other night provoked a lot of thought (laughs) regarding what constitutes as horror and I know there are a lot of negative opinions surrounding the Blair Witch Project a lot of people think it's just a nothing of a film it's just it it's pointless I disagree I think it's really fucking scary to be honest especially considering that you know it's it's individual in the sense that it's probably one of the only films where it leaves basically everything up to your imagination it just throws enough little tidbits out there for you to grasp and for your brain to do something with um and that's probably why I consider it a horror and you know making myself look really fucking hypocritical now but a lot of people would probably say no you're wrong it's not a horror film there's nothing in it there's nothing in it that would constitute as horror jaws has got way more stuff stuff in it that would you know quintessentially identify itself as horror than the blair witch project and you know what you're probably bloody right (laughs) so yeah that's just my again my little opinion um and I'm probably wrong (laughs) but that's to me in my head is the way I quantify a horror film so yeah interesting (laughs) 
So I just became incredibly distracted on Twitter while I was filming this episode. Filming? Recording? Recording. Recording this episode. So apparently it's Adam Ant's birthday. And don't know if this is true or not, but apparently Dave Myers from The Hairy Bikers painted the white stripe on Adam Ant's face when he was a makeup artist 40 years ago. Which is just the weirdest little nugget of information I've seen all week. But anyway, the purpose of me actually being on Twitter was that my friend from Twitter, Kay, sent me an, a lovely question when I asked people to um, reply to my tweet about this podcast, giving their thoughts and questions about films that do not necessarily fit into the horror genre or do um and she brought up a really interesting piece of information she said have you watched overlord 2018 i'd count it as a mild horror but it isn't really presented as one in promotional material so huge shout out to Kay for being lovely and sending me something she's my little (laughs) fellow Steve Coogan fangirl on uh, Twitter and I really appreciate that feels like we're the only two people out there like vibing for you know Steve our our bae Um, but basically no I haven't watched Overlord but it's now on my list because I immediately went over to YouTube and watched the trailer And it was interesting because Kay says she believes it's a mild horror. And from just watching the trailer, I can tell that there are horror elements in it. Um, It's obviously based around Nazi experimentation after D-Day. And it looks pretty gruesome in parts. Um, But the marketing of the trailer made it seem more like an action film. Like a... Like a... I don't know, like Inglorious Bastards, but with like zombies or something. It was it was bizarre. Um, but the sort of real macho, fast-paced way they marketed it made it seem not like a horror film at all. But then this was contrasted with parts of the trailer that clearly showed some gruesome elements and some pretty pretty chilling parts. And yeah that's really interesting so I'm really excited to watch that film and to see if it is indeed a mild horror as Kay describes it um because the trailer certainly didn't seem to portray it that way um so yeah that's really interesting um and I love getting films suggested to me to watch so I'll be delighted if people give me films to um, look at or say, have you watched this before? And if I haven't, it'll go straight on my list. So thank you so much for suggesting that film inadvertently, Kay, but I really appreciate it. So yeah, that was just a little thing that I wanted to explore and to answer for my pal, my Twitter pal. Um, But yeah, I really do appreciate sending questions in and um little comments just because it makes the podcast so much better when it includes interacting with people and sharing opinions on films i just think it's the absolute best
so I feel like I've come to a natural end for this podcast um, at present and I feel like I've basically just spent a good amount of time contradicting myself which is the beauty of film in my opinion I don't think there's one right or wrong way to have an opinion on a film unless it's completely ludicrous um, in which case but I think the whole point of this podcast has been the subjectivity of the horror genre and the way that people process these movies and how that can have an impact on how we see them and how we classify them and I think that's really really interesting for example, my friends at work and my mum definitely argued Silence of the Lambs case for being a horror film while I was adamant that it was not. And, you know, I think that's really interesting. And I think that the beauty of the horror genre is that it picks on people's fears and fears can be subjective so what scares one person doesn't necessarily scare another person and that can totally change the way that you perceive a film um so because I'm not really that scared of sharks and I've not really had a reason to be scared of them I didn't find Jaws that terrifying um but then you know some people would watch that film and not want to paddle in the water at the beach anymore because of the it taps into their fears and I think that's really really interesting and I just think it's interesting to to try and quantify the elements that make a horror film and I think that really depends on people's own criteria so for me as I said my criteria is being scared or chilled by something that I don't necessarily understand and that will get my brain turning and turning for ages afterwards um that is what constitutes as a horror something that really gets under my skin and I'll keep thinking about it and thinking about it and I'll hear it in my head and I'll see it and it will just occupy my thoughts not in the most pleasant way but that may not be your criteria for what makes a horror film so I think that is the beauty of this genre and I was really excited to talk about horror films today because I recently just literally last night watched Midsummer um by Ari Aster and I was really excited to see that film I was going to see it when it came out in cinemas in the summer but I just didn't get a chance so as soon as it came out on Amazon Prime I planned to watch it and I did and I really enjoyed it um and that will be spoken about in one of my later episodes I'm hoping to do an episode on folk horror which is a really underappreciated genre of or subgenre of horror film for me, and it's actually one of my favourite horror subgenres, if not my favourite of all time. So that film really got me buzzing to speak about horror because I think it's definitely one of the better horror films I've seen recently. Um, and 
yeah, it just got me excited to talk about horror in this podcast episode. So yeah, if you have listened to this episode, thank you so much. And if you agree with me, if you disagree with me, get on Twitter or message me on here and let me know what you thought, what your thoughts are about what constitutes as a horror film, because I'd be really, really interested to know. Um, This is the kind of thing that will just get me geeking out for ages afterwards. So I would really, really love to hear what you guys think. Huge, huge shout out. I can't speak anymore. (laughs) When I've just been speaking for too long, my mouth just decides to give up apparently um but huge shout out to my mum who helped me formulate some ideas for this episode and got me on that whole Blair Witch trajectory that I mentioned in the middle segments of this podcast and huge shout out as well to Jessica for being so supportive um and really giving me the confidence to go ahead with this podcast um so yeah thanks so much you guys and thanks again to Kay for sending her lovely little message in um I always enjoy fangirling with you on twitter about Steve Coogan you're literally the only person I can do it with so thank you so much but yeah thanks guys for listening to this podcast it's been really fun I'm really enjoying it so far so let me know if you guys want more and if you have any ideas for subjects for further podcast episodes please do let me know but thank you for watching watching am i okay this is that oh for listening to cine scoop and i hope we can nerd out over movies in the next episode bye guys <laughs>